Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. No yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Podcast. H Cube up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We're back with another episode this week. We're going to hit y'all with a regular episode. We're still working on said album reviews, which we've had to. You know, rearrange, but we're going to get it done. Don't y'all <laughs> worry. But till then, you know what I mean? Like a bad, uh, uh, not in the picture dad. We're going to show up once a week and we're going to give y'all what y'all need. All right? <laughs> now, I will say that this 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 album review session of ours or the next run, the next run of them, we had to have picked the most wordy and dense albums of all time. We've got uh, Mr. Mr. Miracle. Uh, is that what it's called, Mr. Mr. Morale? Mr. Morale and, and, and the, big the, the Big Steppers by uh, 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 Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. I think, God damn, where is my mind at? Um, <laughs> we got Gangstar, um, Moment of Truth. We got the documentary by The Game. And we've also got the new Logic Vinyl Days. So Jesus all of those Christ. are lyrically dense albums. So sorry if it takes us a while because, you know, if you put in work on anything, the shit is going to uh, take time. You know what I'm saying? It's going and, to take time. And y'all heard our spiel. I believe it was on the last episode. We talked about what goes into reviewing these albums, specifically in the era that we live in right now. Yep. You know, as I'm sure you guys know, uh, we both uh, have jobs and we know we, we have lives that we got to live. Yep. And the few, again, like not to get into rehash what we talked about last week, but pretty much, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to really focus all your energy on an album review. But... We do it for y'all because we love this shit. And we love music, most importantly. Exactly. So, so we're going to try our best to get that to y'all at a somewhat timely manner. And we on Spanish time, so y'all already know what that means. <laughs> y'all, y'all gonna, we're going to get there when we get there. We gonna when get we there. get there, it's going to be lit. There right? you That's go. There you That's go. I like saying. to hear that shit. <laughs> all right. Well, starting off this week and all the random bullshit, mm-hmm. um, we've got... Uh, let's not start too heavy to start with. Let's start with... NBA Youngboy, he announced that he's going to come out with a new project, which I'm excited to hear about. And he's also ex- uh, said that he's going to be coming out with 10 mixtapes in the next year. I guess that's before said project is supposed to be released. You know, I'm assuming so. Um, and, you know, I am not like a huge uh, Youngboy fan, but I am, you know, because he's arguably one of the biggest streaming artists uh, in, in hip hop at the least right now. He makes good music. Uh, I can't lie. Yeah, no, he does. He does. And, and I do like, I just think to me, right, it's kind of like college football where it's just too much to keep up with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of how I feel about NBA Youngboy, dog. Like, that's how hip hop game is right now. <laughs> bruh. But Youngboy is to another level, dog. Like, don't get me wrong. Niggas is definitely releasing, you know, a mixtape every two, three months now. And that's pretty much the norm, unfortunately. Yeah. But Youngboy, if I'm not mistaken, in the last month, I think he's released three mixtapes. Including the one that's coming out soon, so it, I don't know, man. It, it's hard to keep up. I don't understand how his fan base could actually grow to like songs when, by the time you're, you know, coming around, because I don't know about you, right? But to me, 
it takes a while for me to be like, okay, these are the joints right here. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like you gotta listen to the first. You gotta listen to it sonically, and you gotta listen to what the fuck they're saying, mm-hmm. and all of that takes time. And I just don't understand how you could be a young boy fan and appreciate the music he puts out when he's putting something out the next fucking you know week and shit. So exactly. I don't know, man. What are, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on I guess just that in itself, like the rapid. You know, mixtape after mixtape after album after album that you know most new artists are doing that. I mean, we've talked about the oversaturation before when it comes to hip hop, especially with mixtapes. Yeah, that is true. Uh, people feeling like they have to pump out X amount of music, or you know, for whatever reason it is, they have to prove that they're the best, so they have to put out the most amount of music as fast as possible. But again, that always hits me as this is not a lot of this is your best. Like, you're not taking the time to curate the music. Like you said, the fans don't get a chance to actually sit down and enjoy the music and really appreciate it if you're just pumping new shit out them at them every, like, other week. And it's like it's almost like a shoe drop, but, like, every other week where motherfuckers are super, super excited to hear what the new shit is. But do you even, like you said, do you even remember what the fuck he said on this album, like, two days ago? Like It's, it's funny you say that. It's like the shoe game except for every other week, every week, yeah. when in reality... The shoe game is just that, that every fucking week there's a new pair of shoes come out. So much to the point where you'll forget about the shoe that came out last week, this week, because there's like two other shoes that are coming out that you're really into. And and it's just this continuous like cycle of just endless, you know, releases and the same, like you said, could be said for music. So Exactly. And I feel like it's not going to like, I, I kind of feel bad for this generation of rappers in the essence of their longevity as in not how long they end up in the game, but how long their their music stays in the lexicon of hip-hop. Because we've got songs now from the earliest days of hip-hop that if it comes on, damn near everybody still know the words to it, or, they can, or they've at least heard it and they get down to it because they know it as a party song. Because, you know, a lot of clubs start and, and lounges start playing like older, older songs a lot now yeah. so that the younger kids are more aware of them and blah, blah, blah. So... Are we going to hear, or if you're, say, 16, 17 now, and Young Boy is the biggest artist in the world for you, or The Baby, or Lil Baby, or whoever it is that's hot right now that you fuck with, you're 16, 17, 18 now. When you're 30, 35, 40, are you still going to be listening to these guys? Like, like I do Jay-Z, like I do Biggie, like I do Nas, like I do Big Pun. You know what I'm saying? Like... Or is that still going to be the level of what you consider good? Or is it just going to fade away into the fucking shadow realm? Because there's just so much that has come from this artist. You don't even remember, like, all of the music. You only remember a couple of the biggest radio hits. And even though that you listen to every single thing that this artist put out. Like, I, I just, I want to, like, see, be able to see into the future and know this shit. Let's, let's do a quick comparison that. I guarantee you nobody in the, in the history of the world probably has ever done, okay. nor will probably ever do again. Okay. So pro, I'm sure everybody's heard the song Munch by Ice Spice. Yes. I'm, at this point, you I've have I've at least heard to, clips of it. Not the whole song, you, but I've heard clips, yes. You've definitely heard, uh, you thought I was feeling you, that part. Like, yes. You definitely have heard that part. It's been mimicked by everybody from Instagram to the Breakfast Club. So. <laughs> Any and everything. So it was crazy. All right. So you could, you could consider that a smash hit. Yeah, like I think it's without a doubt that just based off of how it's affected the culture and everybody, it's like a, a, a phrase that was being said, hopefully by mostly girls. But hey, you know, it is what it is, whatever you're doing. <laughs> but nonetheless, a smash hit right now. My question is this. I compare that to a Biggie smash hit. 
let's just use the more popular ones, such as Juicy or uh, or Big Papa. Or Big Papa. Yep. Yeah. So both of those songs are two songs that you know you could play in the club, you could play at a cookout, nigga. Everybody knows the the beat to uh, well, to the beat to both of them really, but specifically the beat to Big Papa. <laughs> yeah. And. And just in general, Juicy, because uh-huh. it's just a legendary song. Oh, yeah. Now, my my question is this, right? I'm willing to bet you, right, that sales-wise, like, maybe not in its lifespan for, you know, the Biggie songs, because obviously that that's a long time. That's 20-plus years at this point, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to bet that Ice Spice's numbers of record sales on that specific song is probably at least comparable to what, uh, Juicy and Big Papa was when that when it came out, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, Juicy and Big Papa are timeless classics. They still play to this point. Is Munch gonna be a song that in 10, 15, 20 years, like if you're in a club, if you're in a cookout, you'll be like, oh, I remember that joint. I yeah. don't know if it will, to be honest. I don't either. And remember back in the day, an artist could release an album and could be on the charts. Not necessarily at number one the whole time, but if they were really good, they'd be at number one. Like 24, 30 weeks, an album is on the charts. Or one of their single has charted for over a year in the top 10. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Songs now, don't do that no more. I, to be fair, some artists do, and, and it's very minimal artists, such as Drake, yep. such as Bad Bunny. He's been on the, I don't know if you know this, but Bad Bunny's been on the, in the top Bad 10. Bad Bunny's been on the top 10 since his first album came out. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm not that, even lying. I feel like Bad Bunny album was out for like eight months, and then he decided to release the second album, and they were like one and two, or like one and four, or some shit like that. It was ridiculous. But you know what the crazy thing about Bad Bunny is that he said the album before this one that came out that that was supposed to be his last album, and I think I don't know if that was again artists in early retirement. You know I mean? <laughs> True, just, they're synonymous. You know what I mean? But he said that and. I just think that he's seen the amount of people that were going to his shows and his concerts. Because he even made a, a a a concert. His concert series was called The Last Concert in the World or something like that. Really? So that was like oh, the whole thing. I, I might have butchered the actual name of it, but it's somewhere along those lines. And yeah, dog, like this nigga released his last album. I, I can honestly say as a Latino, and, and honestly, maybe even non-Latinos are enjoying this album. Uh, it has a really good vibe. It was definitely a summer album. And... It's just perfect marketing and, 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 and just plotting and planning that he did. But, again, you need to be an artist such as a Bad Bunny who who arguably is probably one of the biggest artists in the world right now. Like, like without a doubt, I don't know if you've seen the, the numbers that he's doing on this, this last concert uh, series that he's been doing. Nothing but stadium tours, mind you. Yeah, this I, is I know that. Remember they had him do... Uh, he had a sold-out concert at Yankee Stadium, and they used that performance for the MTV Music Awards or something like that. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I was like, damn, exactly. they sold out National Stadium here in uh in the city when he came yeah, to town. They sold out the uh the Rams Stadium, which is what hosted the Super Bowl last year. See, and they actually had more people in attendance than the Super Bowl did. Oh, and mind you, he did this three nights in a row. Damn, see, three nights in a row sold out fucking tour. And I think they said that he's got. This is the most anybody has gotten in history for a tour. Really, even in Beyonce? Because I was like, he, he. First of all, his ticket sales, num- like the cost of his tickets, are Ridiculous. up there at Beyonce numbers. Like yeah. Beyonce be charging like three hundred to like a thousand dollars for regular yeah. tickets and shit. 
That's what it is. See? That's what it is. I know I don't I know people who like bought Bad Bunny tickets and they were trying to sell them for like, you know, eight, nine hundred dollars. And in my mind, I'm like, damn, that's fucking crazy. They're tripping, right? But then I see what they actually released for. And I'm like, man, they really this specific ticket released for like five, six, seven hundred dollars. Yep, you know what I mean? So, exactly. But yeah, dog, I'm trying to tell you. I, I don't call me, but I think I'm pretty sure that it, it surpassed like it broke records. It broke I'm records sure it as far as see my fuckers my fuckers is out here like mortgage mortgaging homes and shit to go to see Bad Bunny at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga. But I mean if the nigga can charge those numbers and the crowds are sold out, especially three nights in a row with a major city like LA. Nah, go ahead and make your money, bunny. I ain't mad at Bruh. you. Hey, I like that. I like that. That was, that was, that was smooth. <laughs> but no, but you know what's crazy, dog? So what's even crazier, and I don't know if we talked about this last week or whatever, but the contract that Bad Bunny's in uh-huh. isn't like American artists in a sense that American artists are always in 360 deals. Yeah, they are. Always getting like a percentage, like a very small percentage of album sales. I think it's like 10 to 90 like ninety yeah. percent goes to the. To That's the why they label. gotta go on tour all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Now, apparently, Bad Bunny, mind you, he's caking in tour touring, and also in album sales because apparently, he was able to negotiate his album or his record deal to be a ninety ten split in favor of Bad Bunny. So that means he gets ninety percent of the album sales. Wow. The only so, thing better than that was if he had already negotiated to have his masters. Oh yeah, man. At that point, <laughs> dog. This, dog. No bullshit. He might be the first Latino artist or or Latino urban artist to to be a a billionaire because the amount of money he's making he's making like eight or nine million dollars a show. Jeez, I'm so serious, gosh. dog. A show and man, wow. obviously the 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 show he puts together probably costs like two three million dollars a night to put on. But regardless, true. Fucking five million that you're taking home every night. Uh. You know what I mean, and, and and I don't know, man. I forgot exactly what we were talking about when we got <laughs> to this point. But. I for sure did too, but either way, let's go ahead and move on to another topic because uh, I I really don't know where we. I can't backtrack. <laughs> so I don't know the ins and outs of this story, but I did see part of the video where somebody was recording it in this lobby before. It looks like somebody on the hotel staff or maybe security came and literally put their hand up in front of the joint and made them stop. Yeah, yeah, but academics dj academics was wilding out and just pushing this broad around snatched mm. her purse from her wouldn't mm. give it back to her obviously she ain't have nothing if she ain't had that purse because you know she's right. in a little black dress obviously right, right. uh uh-huh. so he's talking about what was he saying he was like uh, i'm the prize there you go i'm the prize i'm the, I'm prize. the prize and just going in <laughs> on this broad and just embarrassing the shit out of her in front of people now do you know what this actually stemmed from because i don't i just saw that yeah. clip and then kept it rolling Listen, man, uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I did a lot of, because that video, I want to say it was Thursday morning or maybe Friday morning, whenever it happened, but the morning after it happened, that was one of the first things I seen was this nigga academics just wilding the fuck out, go, going ballistic. Like, I'm talking about nigga ballistic, like yeah. screaming at the top of his lungs in her face. You know, doing one of these, yeah, pushing uh, her into the push, wall, shoving shit. her into the wall, and da da da. da. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that without any context and with or without context looked very, very crazy, right? It but, really did. <laughs> but apparently, what the story was. Now he came out and and he gave his side of the story and what happened, and it was, and I think that his explanation 
it, it made a little bit of sense, but I still think that him being a person of uh of the fame that he has, he needs to be able to control himself a little bit better. But supposedly yeah. what happened was he was out with his girl, and that girl that he was screaming at was his girl, like his girlfriend, I guess. Oh, okay, word. And, and apparently, you know, Academics is a famous person. Like, he's going to, people are going to recognize him. They're going to want to take pictures with him, yeah. including other females. So, apparently, he was taking pictures with some female fans of his, and his girl got jealous and pretty much started causing a scene. And and the the girls that the other girls that were there were trying to jump his girl. What? Because because she was talking shit and trying to fight her fight fight them. So I guess in this case, right, w- the reason why that happened was because of fucking his girlfriend just being overly jealous when his boyfriend is fucking a huge celebrity in the, in the rap community. I wish I could see my face right now. My face is just like the fuck. This is some so this is some nigga shit. So, Oh, 100%. So, pretty much after that, you know, we get what you see in the video, which is academics screaming at his girl, saying, I'm the fucking prize, I'm the fucking prize. Now, the context behind it, because he explained it, and, you know, I kind of agree, is that, you know, he's the moneymaker in this. He's the one that can't look bad, and he can't be put in these situations of violence, of whatever, because at the end of the day, Nigga, he's the one who's who's he's the fucking captain yeah, of the shit. He's gonna get the blowback off the shit. Exactly. If anybody's gonna get the blowback from it, it's gonna be him. And it, it ain't gonna say the girl's name. It's gonna say DJ Academics and his girlfriend. Yep. You know what I mean? So that that was apparently his reason for it. Okay. Um, I, I'm assuming he was probably drunk as well. But regardless, um, I understand his reasoning for it, but I still don't agree with how he carried it. Uh, went about it because the reality of it is dog at that point all you can do is just leave honestly by the end of the weekend i was expecting to hear that dj academics was bonding out of jail nah nah it wasn't that bad see like, I, like no- i said i didn't know what happened beforehand but all i know is that most of the time especially when you're a black man a big black man like he is and yep. you're yelling at his broad and you push her a few times they're gonna catch your ass on some type of assault charge look and, and and don't get me wrong like i said he was wrong by just being that aggressive in general towards a woman. Yeah. But I, I would, like, a lot of people were, you know, saying that he put his hands on her. And I personally wouldn't qualify that as putting their hands on somebody. Like, it, it was like, it was an aggressive, heated argument. But I don't think that that would qualify in my book as being putting your hands on, on, a, on a woman. Uh, I don't know. He pushed I, her a couple of, he pushed her at least four times that I saw. Maybe so. But again, to me, it, it I, I just don't, I don't think, I like, I, I, and again, maybe it's because we've seen drastically worse, unfortunately, yeah, in, in, in society and on, on the internet or whatever. But to me, I, again, with the explanation of what was going on and, and what, because, dog, we've all been out with super drunk-ass people that do not want to listen to what you're saying. Like, bro, come yeah. on, let's go. Come on, dog, let's go, dog. We got to leave. And they're just standing there fucking being retarded and shit. So it's like, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I, again. Not to justify his actions, but I, I understand at least what led to it, you know. Yeah. And and I, to me, he at least gets somewhat of a pass. Not completely, because again, his actions were still kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I get that. You know what I mean? But no, that that's why, honestly, though, I'm so glad that like my day, going out days <laughs> are are at an extreme minimum now. Yeah, like, extreme I show you minimum. On that. And 
nigga, if I'm going out, I guarantee you I'm the one driving my ass home. I am not waiting around for people. Hell no. I, I'm not fucking doing none of that shit, dog. Shit, even I if I drive, I tell motherfuckers, look, look, when I'm ready to go, y'all niggas better be ready to go. If you want to stay, yeah. you better find for another sure. way. For sure. It ain't no, because the worst part is, dog, going out, and you, it, it's like 1.30 in the morning, and you're fucking tired because you worked all day, and you're really just not feeling the night, and you want to go home, but your homie is talking to this joint, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He not trying to leave because he trying to seal the deal. And you're over here like, damn, dog, this bitch ass nigga, dog. Like, I really want to go home. <laughs> and he's the one who's driving. Yep. And you sitting there like a fucking idiot. And then you leave like at three o'clock. You get home at four and you just sit on your bed and you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Nigga, I could have been asleep for at least two hours by now. <laughs> at least. <laughs> nigga, at least. Oh, Realistically, man. maybe three or four, but. You know what I mean? No, nah, yeah, that that's man. I, I'm so happy that I'm washed now and I'm just chilling, cause that shit, it, it, it gets crazy, man. I'm right there with you. All right, we back live, Nick. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, that wasn't cool. Mm. Okay. Heart, <laughs> heartburn indigestion. That's, that's what it sounds like. Shit. Gee. <laughs> All right. So apparently, Nicki Minaj is uh. Out here hating again. Yeah. And uh, hating big time. She's hating on the... Uh, oh, shit. Is it the Grammys or the, or the... Is it the Grammys? I think so, I yeah. think it's the Grammys. She's hating on the Grammys because the Grammys want to put... Um, whatever that Freaky Girl song is that she came out. They want to put that on the pop chart instead of the, the hip-hop chart. Even though she's rapping and then she's not singing doing none of her dumb shit in it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's upset about that. So she goes online. She starts talking all this big shit about how she's rapper and all this shit. They need to put her shit in the rap category. And they put Lotto in the rap category and blah, 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 blah. So she should be in the rap category. They're just trying to put her in a category where she ain't trying to win or she can't win nothing and blah, blah, blah. And again, a lot like Kanye, just like randomly bringing Lizzo into the conversation last week. Like, (laughs) there was absolutely not one reason in the world that Nicki Minaj needed to bring Lotto into this conversation. Lotto did nothing to her. Lotto said nothing to her. And apparently this is not the first time that she's gone up at Lotto, which I didn't know. Mm. But then again, I don't be on Twitter, so. Now, so, all right. Now, I'm not going to say I'm a Nicki Minaj, like, hater, but I just really see past, along with hopefully a lot of people, see past her bullshit that, like, her fan base doesn't see. Uh-huh. And that, I've never even come close to meeting Nicki Minaj, right? But I'm willing to guarantee you that her personality as a person and just how she is <laughs> is probably like somebody that I wouldn't want to meet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, she just doesn't seem like a nice person at all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She just seems... And, and, and you see how, like, her interaction with her peers, dog. Like, the reality of it is... I think that shows a lot is uh, your interaction with your peers, other people that are in the same realm as you, uh, and and how you treat them in that regard. Now, all that being said, I do kind of agree with Nikki here that I think that song should be in the rap category. Um, and the reality of it is that when you listen to the the Lotto song, and 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 I kind of get why she brought the Lotto song up because, you know, that's a song that's. I believe it falls under the rap category. Yeah. And and it has a very, I'm not going to say similar sample, but the samples that they use are from the same era. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, well, actually, they're again, not. 
They're not. They're not? No. Sample from Nikki is from the 80s, which is, uh, I can't remember. I can't. James, 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 James. What is that man's name? The one who sang Super Freak, James. Uh, James Brown? No, 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 no. Uh, fuck. What is that man's name? Rick James. God damn it. That's his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she sampled Rick James. That joint came out in the 80s sometime. And Lotto sampled Fantasy by Mariah Carey, which came out in the 90s. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No. But that's I mean, a, like, but oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But ultimately, sure. kind of, yeah, the two songs kind of, they will sound kind of um, sonically alike, like a little bit, especially if you slow down. Uh, what's it? What you called it? Uh, the super freak a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, so I mean, I could get that. But like, yeah, it's and honestly, I, I'm I'm not a Nikki hater either. I'm just tired of Nikki, dog. I'm just tired of her and her yeah. and her antics. I'm but, tired. It's just like I'm tired of Kanye and his antics because the shit happens too often and it's always the same bullshit. And, and this is my whole thing, right? If 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 Kanye, along with Nikki, since we're talking about Nikki in the situation, were, were not to be as difficult to deal with or difficult to be a fan of the majority of the time, right? If that if they weren't acting like that, then people might have a little bit more sympathy and might have like might agree with, with Nikki. Yeah, you know even I mean? though, like, like you said, said, she's making a valid point. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's the truth of it, dog, that somebody could be making a valid point, right? But if you don't like this person, you ain't going to want to hear that shit. That's just how, that's just how it is, dog. Basically. Like, like, somebody that you went to school with that you, for whatever reason, don't like this person, dog, could be making the most valid point in history, dog. And the fact that it's coming out of this person's mouth is going to make you look at it like, nah, dog, that's just not true. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? In this case... Um, I think Nikki has done that way too often with way too many people for it to be, you know, people hating on Nikki. Because obviously the Barb's and her fan base, they're flipping it yeah. all kinds of ways. Because that's their job. That's what the fuck they're supposed to do. Yeah. And you know what's crazy, right? Like, I've never seen somebody who arguably is the best at their craft, as far as a woman goes, mm-hmm. be so bitter about shit thank you just about other women being in their general vicinity doing the same thing yeah and and i don't think anybody would disagree when they say that Nicki minaj is one of the best female rappers like her ability to rap Mm -hmm. ever like i don't think there's any argument against that you won't get one from me i doubt you'll get one from my Mm co-host here so that being said what is the reason why people have such a dislike for for Nicki? And it's everything that we just said. It's how she acts with her peers. It's even how she acts with other fans yeah. where she'll she'll send her, her fan base to go attack people who essentially, you know, just have an opinion, a, a difference of opinion. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's like she 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 could deny it all she wants, right? But the reality of it is she incentivizes her fan base. To go out here and you know just ultimately just shit on everybody, so it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, dog. But you know yeah. I don't know. Like I said, for that reason, I've never been the biggest Nikki fan because she just seems like such a disingenuous person, yeah. and just all in all, just like a bad person, dog. Like from from and from all the whispers that we hear from people coming out and saying that's all people say. Yep, is that she's just she's just a bad person. Dog. Exactly. Like, it's, you know it's, what I mean? It's sad, but I mean you know. It's what she is. So, I mean, until she decides that she don't want to be a dick, you know, <laughs> she's going to be hey, a dick. <laughs> listen, dog. And, you know, on top of that, you know, she also has the shadow of the situation with her brother. And where, her husband. Know, and her husband, yeah. Now, her, her, her husband, 
is at the very least somewhat explainable. Now, I could be wrong when it comes to that. Like, I, maybe I had the details wrong, but I'm just saying that in comparison to so the her situation brother? with her brother. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Because that that's true. that's like a all around like nigga. That was a child. You exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. So, and again, I'm not saying that the other one isn't bad. I'm just saying in comparison, that one is just. There's no defending that. I don't care if it's your brother. I don't care if it's your father. There's no defending something that heinous. You know what I mean? And, exactly. and she chose to do it. So, you know what I mean? I, I guess loyalty exists, but everything else, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that was a nice ending to that. But not only does has shit been thrown at Lotto from the Minaj faction, but apparently it's getting thrown from the Kodak Black faction as well. Yes, yes. He's mad that he lost out to her for, I guess, Song of the Year? Was it Song of the Year? Yeah, it was Song of the Year, and it was, I believe, it was the BET Awards that just passed maybe a yeah. little bit over, a little under a month ago. Yeah. And uh, for those of y'all that don't know or haven't been keeping up, essentially what happened here is that Kodak Black, after his song Super Gremlin, didn't win Song of the Year, lost out to Lotto's <sighs> Big Energy, pretty much... He came out and started dogging Lotto and kind of just speaking crazy about her, calling her out of her name, calling her all kinds of bitches and this and the third. And this is like, I just wish we would do better, man, because the reality of it is I think his argument is valid, but the problem is the execution. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the problem. And and the reality of it is a lot of us probably have this problem where our intentions are probably right. But the way we go about showing these intentions yep. are just all the way wrong. Yeah. And I think that this is such a perfect example of that because, like I was telling you before we started, right? To me, Super Gremlin is a way bigger song than Big Energy. And it had more impact. Dog, it was such a huge song for a long time. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the other song isn't because I looked up the um, YouTube views or, or was it the YouTube views? No, because I think Super Gremlin has way more views. Than the than the um than than big energy, but something I looked up, they were I think similar, and I think it might have been that they both peaked at number two, uh in in the hot one hundred or some shit like that. Okay, but but regardless, again, Super Gremlin has like a hundred million views or some shit like that, and I think uh, uh big energy has like twenty million or something. So oh, wow. there's a considerable amount more for Kodak, yeah. and again. I agree with him. I think that that should be the fucking song of the year. Like, like, cause first of all, I think he was he wrapped his ass off on that joint. I think on Super Gremlin, Kodak went hard and he kept a good flow, and I think he gave what Kodak does best on that song, and that's why it was such a huge hit. And again, not to discredit Lotto, but I don't know a word from that song other than big energy and the fucking beat. Basically, now I mean, granted, as many times is, as I've heard it, I still don't know that much of it. So. I'm about to say, Greg, that is an anecdotal, uh, <laughs> a fucking example there, and maybe y'all know the song, but I'm just saying from my example, my point of view. Yeah, I don't know that song. I've heard the beat, but I do not know that song. Now, granted, I understand that that song might not be catered towards me, yep. as much as Super Gremlin might be, but regardless. You know what I mean? I just think that Super Gremlin is a better overall song. So Kodak just, in my opinion, just dropped the ball and his his expression and how he went about it. Hopefully at some point he comes out and apologizes to Lotto because I don't think she did anything 
to, to deserve just her getting caught all kinds of bitches. And shit. I don't think so either. But if you notice, this is a pattern with him and Lotto because remember he did this to Lotto when apparently she didn't want to. Basically, he she wanted a verse from him on some song and he wouldn't do it unless she, like she let him fuck basically. And so it turns it turns out that that actually wasn't Kodak that she was talking about because she didn't mention the name. Oh, word! But everybody everybody assumed that they were talking about Kodak. That's because Kodak came out, out the out the blue talking all this bullshit about some female at one point. I remember that. I don't know, but in this situation, because they brought it up and they were like, "Oh, of course, that's why he's mad because she said this and the third. But it turned out that she was talking about Lil Wayne. Oh, so you know, what and I mean? the plot uh, thickens. The plot thickens. <laughs> so it, it wasn't Kodak, um, but everybody assumed it was. I'm guessing because of his past and just uh-huh. in general how he moves around or whatever. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but nonetheless. It wasn't Kodak who did that. So, you know, and, and, and it might have been the fact that she didn't clear up the fact that it wasn't Kodak. Maybe that's why he's mad. That's probably that he, true. Yeah. That, that he let the the audience or the general public kind of just assume what they wanted to without her clarifying who it was. When eventually, I think either she did or somebody else came out and said, yo, that was actually Lil Wayne who, who you know, wanted to essentially get some pussy for the verse. So. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. Hey, yo, no bullshit, dog. Being a woman is, like, extremely difficult in any fucking part. I'm telling you. Just based off of that. like No matter what profession you go into, yo. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know, man. But hopefully, uh, you know, the reality of it is these awards, I don't know. They're they're not really... I I don't think they should mean too much to an artist, particularly when you know how big your song was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I believe it's more important to be the people's champion than to be this fucking, you know... And you could be both. You could be the people's champion and you could be the uh, the person winning the award. But yeah. I think in this case, and, and, we, and let's not even get into the discussion of the Grammys <laughs> about how that voting goes and shit like that. Yeah. So, you know, and, and just in general, like, just the voting. Because the reality of it is this, that, like, a lot of people probably doing these votings, even if it is fans, are probably white people. You know what I mean? Probably people that might not be as connected with the culture and just know these big popping songs because of how big they are. So that is very true. That is very true. All right, well let's go uh let's go into the most deepest, deepest section of what we got today. Yes. So this man Kanye is still out here, you know, bombarding the earth with asteroids and shit and just fucking everything up. Yes. Uh now he didn't got kicked off Twitter. I think we said that last time. He had the yep. Tucker Carlson interview, which was just wild. Yes. He had he bought he decided to buy a conservative social media platform just like <laughs> Trump because he got kicked off of Twitter so that he mm-hmm. can he can still have his voice heard. Yep. Um, let me see. He had the what a drink chance video or the drink champs interview with Kanye got brought down because of the things that he said. LeBron won't show his episode of the well, shop that Kanye was on because of well the we don't he said. we don't know for sure if it was for that reason or. Well, yeah, we don't know for sure for what reason. And we don't know if it was Nori or if it was YouTube that brought it down. Now, I think that that's very important because, you know, and I guess we'll talk about the whole Nori aspect of things when we get further. But yeah. if it was YouTube that brought it down, again, that's been a whole converse, topic of conversation in itself that these social media platforms are kind of, you know, overriding the whole free freedom of speech type of thing. Yeah, because it's not a freedom of speech if you're on their platform using their service. You have to follow their rules and guidelines about what you can and cannot say. Like, yes, we all have freedom of speech, yes, as Americans, when you're saying stuff. 
But if you're on someone's platform that you have agreed to their terms and conditions to use and you fuck up and don't abide by those terms and conditions, then yes, they have the ability to whoop, take your ass to fuck off that bitch. Right. But what I'm saying is like, my point is that I do feel that unfortunately, I, I feel like their stance on what's right and what's wrong is too like wishy-washy. You know what I mean? It's their platform. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I mean, there's not much that you can do about it if you want to use that platform. Like, I mean, no, but 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 that that's and again, I I do think that you know, as a consumer of of these platforms, it is something that to consider. And I'm not saying that I'm gonna stop watching YouTube because yeah. of this, but it you know, I think it is at least something to consider. Like the fact that like you know, where does it stop? Where does it end? Is it like it as t- you know what I mean? And and, and I don't know. I mean, you're right. I'll tell you this, on, on YouTube, on the comic book joints that I follow, if they mm-hmm. talk about someone getting killed, they can't say killed or else their video will get demonetized. Yeah. So they have to say, like, unalived or some version of that so that they don't get that strike against them and they don't, you know, they don't lose that revenue or the, the video doesn't go up. I know there's certain things because of the whole politics of the last couple of years have made it so that you can't actually talk about certain things on YouTube because they'll just not only demonetize your shit, they'll just snatch it the fuck down. But see, it's one thing to demonetize because I I understand that part. You have to please your ad your advertisers, and you know your advertisers aren't going to want to put their ads in front of a bunch of just wild shit. And I get that. Yeah. But I just don't think that they should be taking down videos as much as you know they're doing now because I don't know. I, I as fucked up as and, and again, I guess let's just dive into what Kanye was saying on the on the last. Uh, thing that he's been trending on which is the drink chaps episode that you just briefly mentioned pretty much he went on for another three-hour interview right See, they need to start and, putting timers on kanye man but listen right so he went on there and immediately dog immediately like in the first 10 minutes one of the first things he said was he brought up the narrative that uh uh george floyd he died from fentanyl and that the police officer didn't really put his knee on his neck, how they were saying. I think that's and, the reason it it got taken down. I but but that right there. But why why is that a reason to take it down? It's disinformation. So what? Well, if you are, if you're, if we already we already know the truth of what happened with George Floyd, like yeah. we've already been given that truth. If you go out and you push disinformation like that, and especially if it if it can hurt like the family or whatever whatever, they will probably take it down. Not gonna lie. Because a lot of YouTube and even Facebook and Instagram stuff and Twitter, like if it was disinformation, especially like around COVID or the election or blah, 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 they basically just was like, this is, this is standards of blah, 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 blah. They would give you like the little note of what it broke or whatever, but then they would take it the fuck down. So, I mean, I, I, I it's just it's kind of like what we've kind of backed ourselves into in the last few years when it comes to social media and YouTube and all that other shit is that there's been so much fucked up shit going around that's getting people to believe in shit that's not true or believe in shit that's dangerous or blah, 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 or promote dangerous shit uh, that they just started doing that. And I understand why they do it because they don't want their platform to be seen as a platform that is doing this or promoting this or radicalizing people this way or anything like that. Because again, they still have to have abide by their sponsors and however it is that they get paid so that they can continue to provide the service of motherfuckers putting videos up. No, but if, but <coughs> if again, you're talking about demonetization, I I'm, get I'm not that. just talking about demonetization. I'm talking about getting the shit taken down, period. But I'm talking about, but you mentioned sponsors, and sponsors are only as far as ads go. So I feel like 
that's how they appease the, to their sponsors is by not putting their ads on videos that the company wouldn't be okay with. So I guess what I'm saying is that I don't think that that should be a reason why you take a video down. Sure, you monetize it. Don't put no ads. Don't put no revenue on it. That could be the way to do it. But again, this is just my opinion. You're right. They could do whatever they want on on their uh, on their on their thing or whatever on their on their. And I'm not platform. I'm not talking about like drink champs ads. I'm talking about like YouTube's ads. I know the people that pay about. YouTube. Okay, no, that's I'm, what I'm talking I'm about. I'm not talking but, about but ads what, in the middle of the of the the video that you're watching. I'm talking about. But what I'm but what I'm saying is I don't think that a company should be mad. If a video that they disagree with goes up, if their ads aren't on that video, because they're not representing the ad at all, that's what I'm saying. But neither here nor there. We can have this conversation all day on what's right I, or what's I kind of one more thing. I just I, I kind of equate it in the fact that like when people like on news and shit, like on CNN or whatever, if they're on yeah. their, whoever is on their show and they say something really really fucked up, and the ads start pulling shit, and then they either kick the person off TV or make them go on vacation for like a week or two, like you know what I'm saying, like. I'm I'm assuming it's something like that, but again, like I'm just I'm just kind of trying to equate it, trying to equate what I know to what I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean I don't know. It, it, it's it's just a a weird gray area because yeah. the internet is supposed to be the internet. It's not supposed to be a news. Uh, you know, I I don't think uh drink champs should be taken as law as Bible for you know anything that's being said or whatever. Like you know, like as fact. True. But regardless. Let's get to the to the to the bread and butter yeah. of what's been going on with Kanye. Pretty much, like I said, he went up there and said all the things about George Floyd that, you know, are obviously wrong if you've seen the video. And at this point we all have. So it's one of those things that he's pushing a, a narrative that's uh and here's the thing, all right, that, that kind of pissed me off that a lot of Kanye fans are saying, Why are they saying that Kanye is going crazy when he's just expressing how he feels? Well, the problem is that Kanye isn't really expressing how he feels. He's just doing what a lot of people do and just regurgitate talking points yep. without really having a full understanding of what the fuck they're saying. Yep. And that's the biggest problem, I feel, with fucking social media is that there's so many talking points that get thrown around to, to average people who don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. Yes. And because a couple of sentences make sense to them, they think that they have an understanding, a full understanding of what's really going on. Yep. And that can't be further from the truth. And I think that that's what Kanye does. I don't think he he presents anything that's nuanced, that's that's something that nobody's he ever said. It. He does it. And he's supposed to be the genius. He's supposed to be the free thinker, blah, blah, blah. And again, he's just regurgitating shit that other people have said terribly before him. That's all he's doing uh, from everything from the George Floyd shit that he said to the white lives matter thing all uh, the way back to these, slavery is a choice oh exactly all these things that people have in at some point in time have said uh right or wrong more times than not wrong um and, and now he's 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 coming out here and saying it now you know i was having this conversation with my brother that to me is is i think is wrong that he's doing because it it's, it's disingenuous i don't think he believes this shit i just think he wants the like the wow factor and, and shit like that. Yeah, you know the I mean? attention-seeking like, shit. Exactly. So, um, I don't know, man. Like everything about it is just is just rubbing me wrong yeah. about you know how he's going about it. Um, you know, Nori actually went on the Breakfast Club. I want to say, uh, yeah, this, this morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, and 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 pretty much he issued an apology for putting the video out. Now, I was I, I love the fact that. The Breakfast Club didn't just let him slide by, 
you know, not pressing the issue. Yeah. And this is this is this was especially interesting because I don't know if you know this, but Drink Champs is under Charlemagne's uh network, I wanna yep, say. Yep, the they're black, under the black, the black effect. effect. Yep. So I was surprised that Charlemagne went as hard on uh on Nori as he did. Even though that being that being said, I, I respect him for it because I do feel like it was it, it was needed to be said. Yeah, because you can't go Great. softball on 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 I don't want to say his employees, said I want to call them and their employees, but the people that work under your banner. Business business partners. Yeah, like I don't I, you have to kind of go hard on them if you're gonna be interviewing a person that did this and you are affiliated with your podcast in some way. It's like you can't just give them softball questions because they're gonna look at you and be like, oh, okay, what the fuck is Charlemagne on? Yeah. And again, Charlemagne has never been the softball uh pitcher. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. definitely been a, a 90 mile per hour down the That's very down true. the fucking base pitcher. But uh pretty much he um Nori came on and apologized and said, you know, I, I don't I don't agree with anything that he said, but you know, I didn't want to have a birdman moment where he just walked off. So I couldn't really say anything to him, <laughs> but and he kept saying that right, and he was like, oh, "Excuse me." And then, and then he was like, "You know, I did let my my points be known towards the end of the podcast, but like Charlamagne said, why'd you wait until then?" And it's it's very evident that in this case, Nori was just looking for clicks, was just looking for hits, and one of the things I heard academics say was that um, anytime he has he's because this is not the first time he's brought Kanye on, yeah, at least the second time, yep. Uh, and every time, apparently, that he brings Kanye on, Drink Champs is number one in all of uh, hip-hop podcasts. Of course, because it's fucking Kanye so, West. Yeah, so, again, I say that to say that I think it's very evident that Nori, unfortunately, and again, he's he's done a lot of weird shit, I would say, from interviewing uh, Troy Ave when he was supposedly good friends with Tax Stone yeah. and letting him go on there and spew... You know, the bullshit that Troy Abbey spewing all, all fucking day. And this is all after the fact that, and I didn't know this until Tax came out and said this. Now, granted, there are two two sides of, of the story, mm-hmm. but he came out and said that he essentially helped Nori start Drink Champs when he was still out here. Oh, so, oh damn. Because, I mean, let's be real, dog. One of the first times I heard Nori, uh, I think he was on the Tax Stone podcast. Hmm. He was on the Tax Season podcast. So, you know what I mean? Like, I. I I don't know, man. Like, I always felt that, that Nori is just kind of like a weird, like, he's just going for the clout and he's willing to put his, uh, what he stands for, at least what he stood for in the past, uh, to the side, just so as long as he could become, you know, number one in views or number one or whatever. And that's disappointing again for an old head, for somebody who's been in the game for a long time. Yeah. For somebody who was around when respect was a lot more, Respected, if you will, yes. Than than it is today, so exactly. it's, it's 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 unfortunate, man. Yeah, that's sad to hear about. Like you know that Nori would do that, and but it's good. It's good that he took accountability. And I would think, honestly, not like, even I'm, really, not even really accountability. Not Did you really. See I didn't. I didn't see the whole thing. I was just kind of going off of what you said. Like I heard like maybe the first five minutes of the interview, and then I, I had to do something at work. My, I didn't mean to interrupt you, bro. But uh, one of the things that kind of ticked me off was that when he. First posted the interview, he said, damn, I think yesterday, because it posted on Saturday, I think. And yesterday, he was like, damn, we got more views than football right now. <laughs> and he was kind of boasting about it until the backlash came. Of course. And now, and now you're backpedaling and saying you're sorry. But had, the, had that not came, he wouldn't have done it. So 
I think that that's pretty weak, to be honest. I think that it's, it's, it's again, where do your morals stand? Yeah. Is it only when you get caught up that, you know, you're going to backpedal on it? Or do you really feel that way? Would he, would he have issued an apology had there not have been backlash? I don't know. I doubt he would have because, I mean, he would have got away with it at that point. So Exactly. So Why would you apologize if you, got, if you got away with it? Yeah, no, 100%. But um, ultimately, man, I don't know. I, it, it's just a sad moment overall for for, uh, for Kanye, in my opinion, because yeah. the more and more I hear him talk personally as a humongous fan, as I've said before multiple times on this podcast, I have a Kanye West poster right in front of me that I'm looking at right now. Hmm. And I've he's been one of my favorite artists of all time. Can't deny that. And it's just really sad to see the point where he's gotten. I legitimately think that um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he does have certain issues mentally, but I also feel like a lot of it is, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to say that it's anything other than him chasing attention. Yeah, I mean, that's all it really seems to be. I mean, I, I mean, it really does seem like he's done nothing but try to chase attention, no matter what it, kind of attention it was, and it's all negative attention. But no matter what the the thing was, for at least the last couple of years, between all the shit that's been going on between him and Kim since they got divorced. And yep. now all this other shit and him with the Trump and the crazy political shit that he was saying. And then now all of this random bullshit that he's saying, like he's just continually, continually um, he's digging a grave for himself. It doesn't seem like he, he either knows nor cares what he's doing to himself. But at the same time, he's demanding that we like respect him for his genius and respect him for being a free thinker and blah, 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 blah. But again, you're not a free thinker if all you're doing is spouting t- talking points or you're mm-hmm. just talking random shit out your ass. That doesn't make sense. Or you're just bitching and complaining. Because remember, see how every time he's dealing with either his wife or his ex-wife or some designer motherfuckers, it's always about black. It's always about being black. It's always about being black. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as it's about being black, it's not about being black anymore. But as soon as somebody white comes to him and disrespects him or does something that he doesn't like, then he wants to go claiming all of us talking about, oh, black people, black people, black people. But then when yeah. it comes to everything else, he just kicks us to the curb like we don't give a fuck. And we're the and ones the- that not only set up his career musically and fucking clothes and all that other shit. We're the motherfuckers that kept dealing with him through all his foolishness up until now. Because a lot of people gave the fuck up on Kanye and wasn't even fucking with Kanye before. And now we're just like, we, you know, the black community, we keep ours together, with the, with sure. especially in hip-hop and shit. So, you know, we try, to, we try to make excuses and shit for Kanye, but there's only so many times that you can make excuses for niggas when they are out here acting wild as fuck. 100%, man. And, um, yeah, it, it gets harder and harder to defend the more he, he, he kind of just spews his nonsense. And, again, when you hear him talk, it, it, it just blows my mind that anybody that's even a little bright, right? Can hear what he's saying <laughs> yeah. and actually agree and not be like, yo, what the fuck is he talking about? Because the reality of it is, if you listen to what he's saying with a logical ear, mm-hmm. not an emotion, just a logical ear. Yeah. Like, it, after you hear fucking 10 minutes of what he's saying, you're like, dog, this guy literally didn't say anything. Nope. Like, he just says random things, connects them together. Like, I don't think I've heard a cohesive conversation with Kanye that's lasted more than like a few minutes. Yeah, because you know he mean? starts just jumping everywhere. He gets everywhere. Like, I, I swear he's just in a big ass like mania spot right now where he's just yeah. 
everything that comes into mind has got to come out his mouth. And it's like, bro, yeah. you got to control that shit because not all of it, first of all, is intelligent and not all of it, first of all, is safe. So, And it just blows me, right, that like he compares himself to all these like people who've passed away. He compares himself to XXX Tentacion. He compares himself to Tupac. And he was like, what do you go somebody or he he said that he somebody asked him he was like yeah how do you feel about uh, XXX or something along those lines and he was like well I figure if they kill them then I must be next and I'm like dog it's not like what? you're not it just as as the fan that I am of uh, him uh-huh. it blows my mind that he he believes he's as important as he is to the world yeah you know what I mean and and, and that's coming from a fan. Like, you're not as important to the world as you think you are in the sense that there's no real need or reason for whatever imaginary group of people to, you know, be trying to bring you down or whatever, at least in my opinion. So I just, I don't know, man. It really is just getting annoying at this point, even as a fan. And I don't know, it's getting harder and harder to to digest. And and I watched maybe like an hour of that interview before I was just like, dog. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore because... It's not like he was saying anything over the line crazy, but it was just like, dog, he's not saying anything. So, well, uh, I'm sure that had a little bit to do with why LeBron's uh, show, The Shop, didn't put him on too. Yeah. But I also heard he said some choice shit that they were just like, we can't hear this. <laughs> yeah. And listen, so, you know, I, look, I respect, uh, you know, LeBron, and I, I forgot his 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 manager. I think is the one who uh, who runs that the the Shop uh, podcast. Um, I can't think of his name right now. But um, you know, they they have a brand to protect. That's the reality of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like these are LeBron James is arguably the biggest name in sports in general in the world right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he 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 was in Space Jam, you know, a year or two ago whenever that came out. And uh yeah, he can't afford to attach his name and his his likeliness to the bullshit that Kanye West is saying. Exactly. So, now, Kanye has also been talking about recently that Watch the Throne 2 is coming out. So, in the same vein, do you think Jay-Z is going to be willing to deal with this bullshit to do a second album? you shaking your head just like I was shaking my head when I first heard that bullshit because I know Jay-Z is just looking at him just like, uh... you know, You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like a guy who's like, yeah, dog, I started talking to this girl and I think she's fucking with me. You know, I'm about to, you know, da 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 and then if you ask her or she somehow hears what you're saying, mm-hmm. you're like, nigga, we're not talking. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's kind of what it seems like with Kanye. Yeah. In the sense that he's just delusional to think that Jay is actually down to fucking work on a musical project with him right now. That is not going to happen. After he pretty put... much publicly just was like, yeah, I ain't fucking with that nigga no more. Bruh, listen. <laughs> Watch the Throne 2 is not happening. I, I, I just... Unfortunately, at this point, because I would have loved to hear it uh, when everything was straight together and both of these niggas was, yeah. you know, still amicable amongst each other. And Kanye wasn't fucking nuts. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, he did say it during the interview. though. He was like, oh, yeah, Watch the Throne 2 is coming out soon. But, oh, and, and, and he kept drinking only Douce because of Jay-Z. He was like, yeah, I'm only going to drink Douce because of my brother Jay. And I'm like, come on, bro. I'm sure Jay-Z ain't worried about that little $40 bottle that you got. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. He ain't tripping about that shit at all. Man. Well, you know what? I really do hope Kanye gets the help that he's supposed to get, but I hope he drops out of the like limelight for a while in order to do so. Like We need yeah. an extended period 
of no Kanye. And, and at least a year to me, at yeah. least a year. And that's just where I'm going to end at. We just need an extended period of no Kanye. Yeah, 100% <laughs> I agree. All right, so let's dive into uh, uh, the situation that's going on right now. Uh, now, for those of y'all, and hopefully most of y'all that are listening to this, are you know fans of rap and everything. And as y'all know, the Rico charges have been coming down mm-hmm. on multiple artists. You when, you when you think about Casanova, when you think about uh, uh, obviously Young Thug and yeah. Gunna, when you think about Bobby Shmurda when he went away, you know it, it, it's six nine a, six nine six nine <laughs> is another yeah another Rico case. Uh, just just overall, I, I can't believe I almost forgot about that. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just overall, a bunch of regal cases have gone out in the last decade uh, in rap. And um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it. Hey. But uh, again, uh, another RICO act came, or RICO charge, I'm sorry, came. And this time it was in Philadelphia. And this is for uh, my man Sue Surf. Now, he, if I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, was like a battle rapper. But then he kind of went somewhat of like a mainstreamish kind of route and started making music on his own. And, okay. And he and he did have he did have his fan base because uh I looked him up and he did have a good following and shit like that. And his music isn't bad. But unfortunately for him, he got caught up in a Rico case, another one in rap, and you know, it just isn't looking good. You know what I mean? Because it's, every time somebody gets caught up in a Rico case. Unless you're snitching, you're probably doing some time. That's what I was about to say. Don't nobody ever get off of a fucking Rico case. For real. Nope. nope. So, in this case, uh, we don't know too much specifics about this point yet. I'm sure we will at some point when uh, when the case starts going to trial and things like that. But, apparently, he's part of the Crips, like a, a Crips set that's in, that's in Philly. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on. His whole set essentially got caught up in a Rico case, and yeah, now he has to fight a Rico case. I don't know if he's out on bail. I, I would I would assume he's not, just because typically when niggas get caught up like that, uh, due to you know fear of intimidating of witnesses and, and flight all kinds risk of other and shit. all other shit, yeah, flight risk, probably not gonna be let out. But um, I don't know, man. It, it really is a scary time to be a gangster in rap. Let me just say that because say it once, I'll say it again cannot be a rapper and a gangster at the same time it just does not work even if you're as big of a rapper as gunna and young thug and we've seen that happen like yeah these are two humongous artists mainstream artists and they couldn't you know they didn't let this slide so do you really think that they're gonna let some fucking other nigga that's not as even remotely as known, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. as as Thug and, and Gunna to to just I'll be out here rocking out? Nah, it ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It it really is unfortunate that um that you know these rappers aren't able to distance distance themselves from that lifestyle. Now, as somebody who's not from that lifestyle, I, I understand that there's certain things that and nuances that aren't it's not black and white essentially yeah. it's not as simple as just oh i'm not gonna do crime anymore like it's not now granted maybe some people still are living that way but it's not just as simple as hey i'm done like it's over yeah because you you you, you know from from your street life you're all oh, you're gonna have enemies 
Yep. You're going to potentially need to carry around a gun to protect yourself. Yep. So, you know what I mean? It, it really just is unfortunate all around the situation that uh, people decide uh, are forced to move around like. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a crazy situation. I mean, hey, um, at this point, I'd be like, everybody, yo, you know what you're doing. You know what the possibility is. Don't be surprised. Don't cry for me, Argentina. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kind of how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what the fuck does that mean? Don't cry. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Is that a? It's from. It's a reference to the movie Evita. I don't. I. I mean, it's the the, the song that ver- that thing goes. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is, I never left you. I don't really. I've never seen the movie, nor have I seen the play or whatever, whatever. But like, I just said it because it's like, yeah, don't don't cry because I'm fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I already know I'm what the fuck I'm doing. I'm about to start using that. I'm about to start using that. <laughs> gang, gang. Because niggas ain't going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right? They're going to have to be like, yo, what the fuck, nigga? The fuck? Argentina. I might, might have to start using that my damn self. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, nah, dog. Yeah. If you want to be a rapper, be a rapper. If you want to be in the streets, be the streets. But don't be trying to do both because you're not going to. It's not going to last. And it's sad because niggas either get popped or they get fucking shot. Yeah. And those are the only two things. And it's like literally. The only two things that we've seen in like the last six to seven years in hip hop when it comes to rappers, they either go away because they fucked up and got popped or they go away because they got shot. 100%. 100%. And, um, you know, the more and more that uh, rap exists in the internet age, the more and more rappers they're going to be and the more and more rappers they're going to get locked up because, you know, a lot of people keep bringing up the fact that so many rappers have either gotten locked up or thrown in or, 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 or killed in the last five, six years. But the reality of it is that there's way more rappers now than there's ever been. That's facts. So that's just math right there, where before it might be one or two or maybe three people who passed away in, in the span of five years. Now you have one or two, three people in a year, damn mm-hmm. near, you know what I mean, that are either dying or getting locked up. Um, and again, it's because there are so many rappers that just the, the rules of math, I guess, or, or whatever. Statistics, what baby. Statistics. statistics that's, yep. Yeah. There you go. That's go fucking sad as shit. But I mean, a, another rapper who is, uh, saying that they're not going to be in the game no more, but it's neither because of getting popped or getting shot yeah. is, uh, Freddie Gibbs. Good transition. Good thank transition. you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he suggested that uh, Soul Soul Sold Separately, which is his newest album that came out, is his last album. Now, we were discussing before the show <laughs> how there's a lot of rappers who come out here and say that X is going to be their last album, and then they still here to this day. Uh, Jay-Z is a good point of that. I went to <laughs> see Jay-Z for the, for the Black Album Tour, which was his retirement tour in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And you know where Jay-Z's at right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Logic said that he was going to retire maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Came out out with a new album. That's one of the ones we're going to do a review on. Yeah. Um, You know, and I I honestly, I do think that a lot of artists do genuinely feel like, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. Like, so I I don't think it is. um, I mean, it is a lot. It's, It's the... Is constantly constantly getting scrutinized on TV and on the internet. Yep. Is you know being pressured to put out music all the time. It's being pressured to have your entire life and existence put on display for everybody to see. Going on tour is not an easy prospect because nope. it's constantly going around. One hundred and fifty million shifting pieces and everything. Money being spent everywhere. You mm-hmm. got to deal with the fucked up contracts. You got to deal with the fucked up people. You got to deal with the fucked up fans. You know what I'm saying? 
Yep. So like there is so much negative negative shit that goes with being a fucking star, whether you're a rapper, a rock star, a pop star, whatever the fuck, that yeah. I can understand why motherfuckers are just like, yeah, after this album, I'm done. Because shit, like, look at Meg Thee Stallion. Meg Thee Stallion, one of the hottest things in the game right now. She just hosted Saturday Night Live this past weekend. And she's like, I'm taking a break. Like, as soon as her she got her house got broken into while she was doing the taping for SNL. And she's like, fuck it. I'm taking a break. Like, all it takes is one thing for you to be like, fuck it. I'm just done for a while. Don't talk to me about nothing. Shit, uh, what's his name? I mean, I have to say it's off injury, but uh, was the what was that man that got hit in the face with the pyrotechnic? Was that little baby? No, that wasn't little baby. Who the fuck was that? Dirk, Dirk, little Dirk, little Dirk has hit his ass down for a while. I said, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> My health comes first. Blah blah. blah. I mean, it no, wasn't it wasn't because you know like, and it was that it took that for him to realize. Okay, I just got hit in the face with fireworks. Maybe he was too tired to realize where he was on stage because he'd been turned so much. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Maybe someone just put shit in the wrong place. Either way, that should have make you take a step back and be like, okay, sure. let me sit my ass down and and rethink everything and requalify what's important in my life so I can decide if this is what the fuck I want to do. What was his name? Oh, Russ. He canceled his concerts oh, yeah, because he said he had uh, the mental health shit. And he had to take care of that shit. A lot of motherfuckers wouldn't have said nothing about that shit before and even got made fun of by a few people for saying mm-hmm. it. But what's the point yeah. in being in a fucked up place mentally and then having to go out three nights a week and perform? 100%. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, his performance has probably suffered at least a little bit. Sure. And maybe the, the, the audience didn't even notice. But, you know, as a performer, you're going to f- you're gonna feel it in you that you're not doing your best. You know what I mean? Speaking as a former and, performer, and I know you are too, you are uh, your biggest critic. For sure. And if you miss one word sure. of a song or you miss one note in a song, Easy, you yeah. hit yourself over the fucking head with it. And everybody's like, oh, we didn't even fucking notice. But you noticed mm-hmm. it and you stressed out about it the whole fucking time. Yeah, 100%. And, and for anybody else out there who is an artist of any magnitude, yep. uh, you, you, you know exactly what we're talking about. Because yep. like you say, you know, whether you're making a song, whether you're drawing something, whether you're doing a painting, whatever it is you're doing, singing, uh, it could sound perfect to somebody else. But like you said, you're going to be your harshest critic. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to, to ignore that voice in your head telling you like, hey. You know, you fucked up there. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of our episode for this week, yo. Uh, did you have a, a, a what you call it? I know we, <gasps> we didn't even talk about it. But you know what? In lieu of that, I'm going to dedicate our segment to the passing of a dear friend that we've all had. If you're between, I would say, the ages of probably like, well, I'd say like maybe 25 through about 45 <laughs> at some point uh, I, I don't i don't think i know what you're gonna say at no. some point you grew up with a, with a dear channel that we all call Harry. cartoon network oh and apparently cartoon network has 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 passed on to the to the next yeah. life and is no yeah. longer available uh we have all had shit on cartoon network that we fucked with whether it was the motherfucking Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, Dexter's Johnny Bravo, Laboratory. Kids Next Door, uh, Ed, Ed, Nigga, and let, Eddie. The, uh, and that's not even including Toonami. That is not even touching Toonami. And Adult Swim. Yep, not even touching it. Not even touching it. I'm just talking about the motherfucking cartoons that these niggas mm-hmm. made. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, and, do you remember Two Stupid Dogs? Yes, I for, fucking remember all that shit, though. All that goddamn shit. Cow and Chicken? Come Cal- on, dog. No, no, no. Cow and Chicken was uh, Nickelodeon. 
nah, fuck. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. I'm stupid. I don't know where the fuck I came. I'm thinking. What was the fuck I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of uh, Rocco's Modern Life. That fucking cow. Okay, yeah, for sure. My bad. Oh, cow and chicken. What else? Uh, uh, was it uh Samurai Jack? Dog, Samurai yes, Jack. Courage. Um, fucking ooh ooh, uh, Steven Universe. Uh, uh, just, that's I think a Ben Ten one. is another one yep. that they. Ben Ten is one. Uh, the t- first Teen Titans cartoon, that shit came on there. Nigga, that shit was lit, dog. Man, there's just so many fucking memories. And I'm talking about, like, literally, literally, probably the end of, of elementary school through college, through my adult life, watching Adult Swim and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. Man, fucking Cartoon Network. It was great while it lasted. These kids do not know what the fuck they're missing now. Nigga, I remember, this is probably way back, but I remember when I was young, they used to, um, like around the way, I forgot where exactly, but they used to bring like, uh, like cartoon characters, and I was probably like four or five. And I saw the picture somewhere around here, where I took a picture with uh one of the older, like I, I I've never known this guy's name, but he's like a dog, and he kind of wears like a hat. Huh. Uh, it's like an older um. Cartoon. Hold on. Hold on. Dog wearing hat. I think I'm not gonna be able to find it, and maybe he's not as like popular as a character as I think. Um, Yo, this says Cartoon Network was launched October first, nineteen ninety two. That was thirty years ago, y'all. Regardless, can't find it, but nonetheless, we you will be missed, Cartoon Network. Yes. Uh, just honestly, I like both Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Love both, also. I can honestly say that uh, uh, Cartoon Network definitely had. It's it's. I, I felt like it was a little bit more edgier than Nickelodeon. You know what I mean? I feel like Nickelodeon was kind of like more on the safer route, kind of. Nickelodeon Nickel- had some wild shit though, because Nickelodeon yeah, they- had uh, Rocco's Modern Life, which was wild as true, fuck. True, true, true. They true. had Ren and Stimpy, which was wild as fuck. Another one, you're right. And you're they right. had Invader Zim, which was wild as fuck. <laughs> True. That is, you know, okay, I take that back. You're right. But I mean, I Cow and Chicken was wild as shit. Courage the Cowardly Dog was wild as fuck. The Powerpuff, honestly, the Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory were both wild as both shit. Both were wild. Johnny Bravo. Whoa, the most misogynist nigga in the world. <laughs> nigga, that nigga was damn near a rapist, dog. I'm I telling swear. you. Yo, nah, they came wild. up. There's some classics between both channels. But, sure. uh, man, it's it's crazy that 30 years ago, that shit started, and now it's actually over. All these goddamn cartoons in the world, y'all can't find nothing to put on Cartoon Network. <laughs> See, now, not not to get into too many logistics of it, but pretty much I saw this coming maybe two months ago because I was watching a YouTube video that was, like, saying that there's inner talkings that... Because pretty much what happened was that H, uh, HBO's parent company, which I think is Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, they bought out uh, Cartoon Network, and they brought it to... So you could watch all Cartoon Network shows on HBO max oh wow okay i think you're still gonna be able to watch certain shows but other shows they're just getting rid of they canceled a bunch of shows and it, it just was like a big mess that is gonna take too long to get into now yeah but nonetheless uh r.i.p cartoon network man for all of all, all my uh like you said 80s and 90s babies yep. and early 2000s babies too shit early 2000s babies as well you know what i mean y'all know what it was a cartoon network and, you know, we definitely going to let those memories live, you know, definitely. For sure. Us, for sure. All right, y'all. On that sad note, yo, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. Hey, man, if you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. 
And if you can't do that, as I always say, it's getting dark earlier now. Yep. You know what I mean? The, the time is about to go back in November. Daylight savings about nah, to start. Nah, remember they stopped that. They stopped daylight savings. You're lying. In Congress last year or early this year, something like that. There ain't no more daylight savings time, I don't think. What the fuck? Yeah, dog. Well, they... that, that takes my whole little spew out of my head. <laughs> Winged out of my head. Hey, listen, man. Be good out there. Wash your motherfucking hands. Wash your fucking ass. <laughs> Whatever my co-host be saying. Y'all know yeah. I always fuck it up at the end. <laughs> we love y'all. Y'all take it easy. Yes, sir. Peace. Holla. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace.